This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. Secret. I think you want to know. Sarah and Vinny Secret Show for Tuesday, December 7th, uh, 2021. I, I hear that Scott Capurro has joined us. He's Yay! rattling around in his kitchen. And How are you Superhero, guys? comedian, and star mm-hmm. of the silver screen, Scott Capurro, mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. The dimming silver screen. The tarnished silver. He's a good rub. Thank you. I was Thank actually you. thinking yesterday, Scott, that uh, it was brought up that Jay Moore might be making an appearance on our show. And I thought, oh, hey, when? Hold on. Let me finish. Because oh. I don't know if he's going to or not. That's a Bryn question. But I thought, you know what? He may have done whatever it was you did because he hit hard with that Jerry Maguire. And the whole world was like open to him. And he's since, you don't see him anywhere, nowhere. Like, what ha- What do you guys do to end your silver screen careers at one? I don't understand it. We do your radio show. That, oh! that's, that's it. It's a career the killer. There it is. Yeah, woo, man. <laughs> Jay Moore got in trouble It's close to something. diddling a kid, apparently, because that's oh! the one thing they cancel oh the show biz. So. Wow, very, Your show very is like kitty diddling, pretty much. Yeah, thank you. Sarah, what did he say? I thought Jay got in trouble for something. Like, he was married to that... Oh, I can't even think of her name. He Nikki married that hot chick from one of the yeah. one of the Fox shows, right? And they got... There was some, like, crazy... Something happened. I feel like there was something. Because I think that the last thing I saw him in was... He was, like, Matt Damon had... ESP yes. or something. You're right. right. He did have another full on starring role, and and it was it was a Matt Damon movie in San and Francisco. He was, and he was like pimping his brother's you know fortune telling out, and he's like, yeah, come on, you got to do it one more time because yeah. I need money or something. It was a very I, I can't remember the name of the movie, but and it was quite a while ago. But was that's the last after? thing. Yeah, it could have been whatever. It was uh, it was definitely something that. I thought, oh look, there's Jerry Moore. Haven't seen him in a while. Well, it's always the partner. Didn't your didn't some some boy ruin your career, Scott? Like your film career. Sorry, weren't you like in love with some guy who fucked you over, and then you were just you couldn't do it anymore? You you, you make stuff up, and you sound a bit crazy right now. And um, <laughs> I don't know what you're no, talking about. That sounds about. reasonable. What? A, hold no, on, just... hold on. We'll get to the bottom of this. What about the stripper that you loved and he fucked you over? That, okay, that was um, actually 
a long time ago. And right, it was, um, so was the movie career. It's been fun for a while, right? Right. That actually led to my award-winning performance at the Edinburgh Fringe. So no, it didn't. It didn't fuck me over or in my career or anything. It actually, it actually gave a, a, a rocket start to my stand-up because I wrote a show about it. Um, Vinny, I don't know what you, you ask me this question sometimes, and um, I, it's it's fun that you ask. Um, <laughs> but I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what you mean because. I've been making a living on the circuit for 27 years. I mean, it's not it's not stardom in film, but you know that apex is reached by so few people. I'm proud and happy and honored to have made a living as a live performer, which you and Sarah both had a chance to do, but you chose a different path as well. I mean, no, I we actually do you, make a living as live performers. I don't know if you're really. aware. I could of what say we to do. you, Vinny, um, <laughs> in response, what happened to your live music career? How did you kill it? How did you destroy it? You were such a great performer and such a great musician. I remember you on stage playing with a band really effervescently and the audience going wild. What happened to that? Was it a boy in your life that killed it? Or did Jay Moore stand in your way? Or, uh, you know, but we all made our choices, didn't we? So now you're trapped in a Jay room Moore in Moore ruined Vinny's music career. He did. You're right. I mean, you I'm know, show business. I, I get it. It actually, takes different paths. You're taking insult by this. I'm actually talking specifically about your film career, not your stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you want to take it the way you are, and that's okay. Film is no. a, a very difficult business to break into. It I is, saw yeah. you on the silver screen next to Robin Williams, and so, and so I, that's a very big position to be in. But you're right. I shouldn't bring it up anymore, and I won't. You're absolutely a huge success. No, it's fine. I just we hold on. We are oh. extremely lucky to have you. You're a superstar in the true. stand-up That's world, true. and we are so lucky to have you. My bad. I absolutely think you are a genius. Why is Vinny fingering me right now? Why is he treating me like an I'm asshole? Not Look, I'm just saying. You. No, seriously. I feel like. Uh, um, you're right. If I wanted to be a movie actor, I would have moved to L.A. That's what I should have done. I think that's where I screwed it for myself. Edson and I were talking about it recently, actually. I mean, I should have moved to L.A. when those films opened and been, been in it. But I decided You should have been taking the, lunches with producers and giving BJs in back rooms. All of it, yeah. You, but you, having, that, having Harvey Weinstein's right. hand on my balls and stuff. But, sure. But I should have done that. But instead, I went on the road because I wanted to do live stand-up. I mean, I just thought... I should just be funny and good at what I do, and, and success will find me. I thought that would happen. But what but was anyway, the stripper story? Pardon me? You loved a stripper, right? Wasn't there a guy that you loved that was That's the guy you mentioned earlier. Yeah, that, he, was, he was a live performer as well. Yeah. What was his name? Martin. Oh. And you loved yeah. him? Yeah. Like almost 30 years ago. Yeah, I, I, I thought, oh, this will be fun. I'll do this. Because he's funny, and we're both live performers. We have so much in common. <laughs> and then you but, fell um, in love, and he just used you? What happened? I don't remember the story. Well, it didn't... It, I think that we were at different places in our lives, and he wasn't really out. And it, he was in a very, obviously, a, a kind of a, a self-destructive, uh, you know, position of employment, where it didn't really... It, it wasn't similar to what I did at all, and I was building this whole life for us, and he was just, you know... Doing crystal, so oh. in the end, oh dear! In the end, the drug wins. The drug's your best friend, you know, and that's drugs what do for. win. Unfortunately, do. more than we'd like to think they do. And you know, I'm kind of, I kind of, I mean, I, I did party a bit when I was younger and stuff, but I'm pretty clean living compared to you know a stripper in the tenderloin. So I really didn't have that much in common with him in the end. You tried to you find know? things in common because you lured well, him. 
I was young and I thought, ooh, a stripper, that's so fashionable. Look at me out with the night people. Like, you know, in a le barring his leather jacket, you know, and his cool sleeveless t-shirt going dancing and doing, you know. I did one line of crystal and I was awake for three days. My flat has never been cleaner, I'll say that. But I, I, I'm like, I can't. I can't do this. I've got yoga in the morning. I can't, you know? <laughs> and I'd get up to go to yoga in my tiny short shorts and he'd just giggle at me from across the room like, where are you going? I'm, I've got to do my namaste downward dog stuff. See you later. So it was really like, we grew farther and farther apart. And, well, yeah. you had told me that story and I, I, I mistakenly remembered it. I, I remember it differently. I think you were, the, the story that I heard or thought I heard was, you were deeply in love with that guy, and he fucked you I over. was, yeah. It really the breakup really destroyed me. I'd never um, been broken up with. And Is that it, when uh, you were doing all that? Remember you used to come in with all your therapy talk, like, I need supportive satellites? and. This is before I met you guys. Oh, this okay. is, um, the, the supportive satellite was Fat Matt. Oh, right. But the <laughs> um, he wasn't really fat. He was bulimic, but I call him Fat Matt because it was a control issue. But yeah, that that breakup I was able to deal with, but the Martin one, it was just, it was, it oh, really. You were so young. Apart. You were young. Yeah, it was my first, my first time, and I, and it, we've all been through this. Our first breakup is just, it can be so destructive, you know, where you don't know how to crawl out of the hole. Well, you're not used to having to deal with those kinds of emotions. That's mm. why, you know, your first love, you'll never love harder than your first love, and all those things that they say about that stuff. And then, you know, soon you're jaded in in your thirties and. You just you, you you don't suffer the way you do when you're young, and you thought that was it. That's it. I've found my person, like everyone mm. says, my prince. There's an element of it too that was sort of like my relationship with my father, where it's like the, the harder I tried, the less approval I got, and so it made me struggle more. And the, the more determined I was to make it last and make mm. it work, the more the more he pulled away. That actually so, right. That's that's actually that's a lesson that you have way. to learn too. Right. Just you yeah. know, say less is more. Speaking of learning, okay. it looks like the, I've learned a valuable lesson. Do not ask Jay Moore this question. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and, and just to quickly touch on that, uh, Jay Moore and Greg Baldwin are... Greg Baldwin used to work at our station. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you... His brother actually... No, no, no. It wasn't his brother. Somebody, some other salesperson's brother was Hedwig, so forget that. Oh, person. yeah, that edit was that a guy out. named edit Chris. That, yeah, yeah edit that stories. Post. Uh, this guy was a... Um, he, he had a pretty serious drug problem, too, when he was working at the station, which I think he talks about his recovery because he's yeah. a sober guy now. But he's touring with Jay Moore, and <laughs> we were talking. He, he said, you know, I can probably get Jay to come with me. And Vinny actually made a really good point, which was then it's Jay Moore's interview. You know, if you want to come on and promote your thing and have your connection with us, then probably Jay Moore's not the guy to have on. I actually, you know, I made Jay Moore really mad. You did, yeah. You, you mentioned that I, yesterday, and I don't know this story. I well, yeah. I and I actually don't know if I know it either because I remember he used to come on a lot. He yeah, came he on a few times with me and Vinny, and then uh, when No Name was my partner, I, he came on a few more times. And I think I made fun of a tattoo of his, and he really was done with me after that. Like, remember he, how he was so into his physical appearance and he was measuring his, his proteins and all that stuff yes. and really worried about his body weight? It was almost like he was on an Ayurvedic diet or something. It was so annoying oh, how much really? he was talking oh, Thank about. you, Sarah. Sure. And, um, oh, the parallels continue. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's always about me being a dick. But anyway, yeah, you made fun, you made fun of his body somehow. I did. I, I think yeah. I, I actually yeah. think it was something along the lines of, like, because we were talking about, I think he had like a giraffe on his calf. Mm. 
And so he just wanted to show me his calf under the guise of look at my tattoo. So I, first of all, then I make fun of his giraffe tattoo because it was so dumb. And then I was saying something like, those look like calf implants. They looked, and I think they might have actually been calf implants. Like they yeah, were they so were. ridiculous. The most, they're, they're, they're the most popular implants for men, actually. And he just got really mad. I think maybe the, the giraffe had something to do with his grandpa or something. I, like, I'm such an asshole. I just fucked up the whole relationship. You didn't so. want him on the show anymore. That's not true. I used to like it having true. to know. You wanted him not. off. You were too afraid he was taking up too much time. Oh, and you're my like, God. How can I get rid of this guy so without wait, saying get out of So wait, does this end studio? with him? Is he coming on or is he not coming on? I, I don't believe he's coming on. And I think that if Greg had said it's a Sarah and Vinny show, that he might have had some bad connotation anyway. So oh, okay. let's just not. I don't think All he's right. coming on. I think just He was Greg. so cute and so sweet. I really liked meeting him on your show. Really he used fun. to call you Scott the Pro. Scott the Pro. That was that was your nickname oh, when back in the day. Great. Scott the Pro. He goes, who? Scott the Pro? And I told him I was auditioning for a cable show, I remember. And he said, cable? Don't do cable. Only do network. Because he was about to produce Last Comic Standing on NBC, which was a huge success, which he hosted the first season. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. He was How come you didn't make it on that, Scott the Pro? I auditioned and I got to the semi-finally thing or whatever, and then I didn't get any further. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Huh. I, I contacted Jay when I was auditioning for it, and he's like, I have nothing to do with who they choose, so good luck. Scott the Pro. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I tried, Vinny. I wanted to make you proud, Vinny. I did. I wanted to make Daddy Vinny proud of Scott's little film. Let career. me read this text I to you. To. Okay, read it. 408 says Bring chocolate syrup when traveling to Australia, and it makes it more tolerable. Oh, someone can't tolerate the smell of Australia? And so they, I, or the I taste. don't know. I'm assuming this is someone talking about a wo- going to Australia on a woman, but that's only my ref frame of, ref- I don't know. Like to me, I want, I, the last thing I want is to taste chocolate. I want to taste her. So I don't know why you do that. But Scott, when you are giving uh, uh, oral to someone, do you want food in there? Chocolate, any whipped cream? Are you into that? Do you put no, honey on an asshole before you lick death. it, or what do you do? No, no, no. The taste is fine. You're right. No, why, no. So you're not a food I, guy I'm, either. We're, none of us are food guys. No, you're going to choke. You've got so many things going on down there already. There's, there's breath control. There's dealing with your own teeth. There's breath dealing control. with you know, whatever they're doing. <laughs> what, what, what are my hands doing? You know, you're, you're, you're manipulating the testicles. Low you're, jobs are food. jobs. Yeah, right. It is yeah. work. Hello. Yeah. I mean, putting food in, in the mix, you're going to, yeah, work. that's going to be the end. What is the best kind of work? <laughs> the best kind of work. <laughs> oh. um, so, listen, on Friday, we had a bad advice yeah. oh. about a lady who was getting blackmailed. Mm-hmm. And we all flipped out and had a million things to say about it. And mm-hmm. have we gotten any response to that yet? No. Zero. But yesterday... I just put in a ton of uh, new uh, emails in that, in that folder, and okay. none of them are about that. So yesterday, wow. I read a one-line question in, as a bad advice, and it's all anybody can talk about. Are you serious? I'm totally serious. The, okay, here's read the line. the line. The one line. And actually, we'll get, we'll get Scott's take on it first off, okay? Getting remarried in my 50s. Should we just ask for money, not stuff? That's the entire thing, and that gets 10,000 times the response that the lady who's getting blackmailed gets. Your All thoughts? I can think of is about, well, hold on before you give. Sure. The, the, the blackmail thing's really difficult because none of us know what 
is legal and what is illegal and what is right what your options are i don't think so until we hear from the lady about her visit to the police station i don't know that we will get any kind of definitive answer on how to handle that but scott what about the f- person in their 50s that want money instead of gifts getting remarried in my 50s should we just ask th- for money it, it must be because a lot of your listeners are in their 50s and thinking of getting remarried and they all have feelings about that i think um uh, yeah i think money's great I mean, it's the same thing, man. and if that's what somebody wants, give them what they want. Why give them a So you have no poster? problem with this? Well, they're old, so they've already got all the other gifts. They've probably been married at least once in the past, so they've had yeah. all the toasters and uh-huh. blenders and, you know, throw rugs. No, so you don't have any want. problem with you just have no asking problem with straight this, up right. for money of people. Because my no, thing was, are, stop asking people for anything. People expect Well, there are to- cultures where that's all you do is hand the bride money. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't have a problem with it. Also, people want to bring a gift to a wedding. Yes, sure. I mean, no no one's going to show up empty-handed. So let them give cash. It's so easy for the guests, too. They don't have to shop or go on some silly registry or buy champagne glasses or all that stuff. They wind up in a garage sale. That's what I'm always afraid when I buy someone a gift. That's why the holidays are so hard for me. I go to people's homes and I bring a bottle of wine. And it's so weird because the first thing they ask is when you walk in, you hand them this gorgeous bottle of wine you bought. Not, not, Not like, you know... Like a brand bottle of wine from Trader Joe's that he pretends he's done, you know, a really nice thing. And then it's like $8. What the fuck I do mean, I have to do with that story? No, you know, Brand bottle of wine. Get like the Trader fuck Joe's out of here, Scott. <laughs> hey, some of that Trader Joe's $3 wines, those are good. They're all right, but not for a gift. It's a, find a drink in the back of your car when you're in the parking lot with your son at the show. That's fine, Brent. I'm fine with that. But not as a gift, for God's sake. Oh, my so, God. I, I buy a case of really, and then you hand it to the, the host. You're like, would you like something to drink? I'm like, yeah, a glass of that really expensive wine I just handed you. Don't give me the shit from a box that Bryn brought. I don't want that. Some Chablis from Safeway, actually. The stuff that Sarah serves her guests. First of all, I, I, I want to nice wine. So well, and go. then they put the wine aside. You don't get any of it. And so I'm like, you know, I'm going to well, re-gift this event. Yeah, no, I'm going to take it back with me as I leave now and go drink the wine myself. In the car alone. I don't want to drink. You're a gift some, you gave away. I That's not how my own gifting gift. works. I bring the same gift to every house. I never get any, and so I take it when I leave. I re-gift my own gift to myself. Yeah. Mm. So don't put people in that position. Just let them give you money. It's much better, really. All right. Well, here's some of the responses to this. Hello, radio right. people. Sarah is right. I love that. It is crass to ask for money. To mention gifts at all is crass, whether you're 25 or 50. It is fine to register and to share one's registry if a guest inquires, but a registry shouldn't be included with the invitation. You're supposed to be inviting people to share your celebration, not to supply you with gifts. Cheers. Uh, And then another one is a wedding planner. Uh, Hey, Sarah, I own a wedding planning company, and your advice on The Secret Show today was spot on about the remarrying bride. I wish you wrote more info. The only thing I would add is that when I have had extravagant second weddings, because she plans these weddings out, it's usually because the bride eloped the first time and now wants to have the wedding of their dreams. My tip for clients is if you don't create a registry, your guests are going to get the most random shit. So even if you don't, quote, need anything, you still should have a registry, so at least the shit you get is shit you might want. So there's that. Um, and then, I oh, do you want to do the bad advice for Bryn? This is about the white lady and the Korean to, guy. I kind of want to do this. I kind of skimmed it. I don't, but if you want, yeah. Well, there's multiple problems here, not just what this lady's asking. So I'll be interested to hear what Vinny has to say about it because I think right. he's going to have some stuff to say. But uh, we'll get we'll get Scott's take on it too, and they did it in big font for me. So 
Much appreciated. Nice. Uh, hey, Morning Show family. Slurps all around. Um, I'm specifically interested in Bryn's opinion on this issue. My boyfriend and I have been dating for about a year and a half now. We met during the pandemic. I don't know how they met during the pandemic, but they did. So that, paired with our age, which they're both in their late 30s, advanced our relationship pretty quickly. When we first started dating, we laid everything out on the table since we both know what we want. I told him I want kids and a family, and to do this, it'll happen. It'll have to happen pretty soon in the next year or two. His thing was, my mom's not going to like you, and it's going to be something that'll be difficult for a long time. Because she's a white lady, mm. and he's a Korean dude. Uh, and he also will not like that her parents are divorced and they're not rich. At least if you marry a white chick, she better have a, come from a good family that has money. All right. Aside from his family, things have been great. We've been living <laughs> together for about six months. We have plans to get married and have kids. I finally, they're not even engaged, by the way, but they have these plans. I finally met his parents a couple months ago after over a year of dating. At dinner, his mom didn't even look at me or address me for the first 10 minutes. But by the end of the dinner, it was okay enough, albeit awkward. I saw them one other time that visit, and it actually went really well. But then I hear a week later that the mom's been talking shit about me behind my back and is really just not on board with me or us, and they are not saying anything, hoping that things just, quote, resolve themselves, and I go away. Mm. My question. Because of my age and timing of kids, we were thinking of just getting engaged and start to have a family and get a courthouse marriage secretly and, and have a bigger celebration with family once things are settled and COVID isn't threatening a cancellation. My boyfriend says if we do this, it's likely we'll be outcast from the family for at least a few years. His brother and wife who live here and um, and are who he considers his real family are supportive of us. But I think we should just have a quick wedding and then have and have kids not out of wedlock. I only want to get married once. I'd rather wait than rush and have a wedding just to appease his parents. Honestly, either way. We're going to piss someone off. What do we do? How do we go forward? I don't feel like I get to fully decide since it's not my family. We'd be losing. My family's fine. Uh, help. What do you think? First hmm. of all, Bryn, is this something that you've... Because you married... You're Vietnamese and you married a Chinese girl. Yeah. And there well, were some issues there even. Not necessarily. I mean, I'm sure my parents would have preferred me to get with a Vietnamese person. No, but... I meant her parents. Oh, you. her parents? I don't remember that, really. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know from either side. What I will say is that, to me, it never matters what my parents... I mean, it matters a little bit. But sure. if I really like this person, then I really like this person. And my question to this person that's writing is, does your boyfriend know about your plan and is he down with it? Which is like, you know... What, what, what you're saying does he, does, is he planning on getting engaged he and doing... says he says i don't want to do that we'll be outcast from the family yeah then there it is like if he's putting them in front of you there's a problem there you know like how are you your relationship is your relationship with your partner and sure your parents might have a take on it but i'm not going to let that get in the way of me finding my person that i, that I share right. Pretty much all my time with. I see my parents. They live in the city, fifteen minutes away from me. But I see him maybe once a month, maybe twice a month at max now. You know, you person, have a whole new family, right? And you, and this person is trying to build a family. But if this this boyfriend of hers is putting the mom in front of everything, I I, I get it, and I kind of respect it. But at the same time, it doesn't seem like he's prioritizing you. I'm just afraid. She, my red flag here is that. I'm almost 40. I need to have kids. You're my boyfriend right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're doing this together. Mm -hmm. The hell with all the rest of the stuff. 
Like, she doesn't care about losing his family because she doesn't care about his family. But he clearly has other thoughts on this. Scott, do you have some words of wisdom for these people? Oh, well, in Brent's case, I'm sure um, I'm glad it all worked out. For <laughs> Thanks, Brent Scott. and his bride. And for the marriage broker that got you two together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So well done, right? Yeah, it, and, and cheap um, wine worked, I guess. Yeah, it did. And, and Bryn's family moved on up a little bit on the social ladder. Mm-hmm. So that's right. good, right? Okay. It's all about me so far. Uh, yeah. Well, so far, because it's about the guy in, 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 in your culture. But, I, you know, in, in this, in, that with is this true. person, boys you know, are lucky. Oh, yeah. In this, with this person, I feel like, you know, the family is very important to some people. I mean, Edson's relationship with his family is really intense. And really, um, and, well, and very in the same bed with his mommy, you know. Well, there's that, yeah. And um, I mean, not just the way you are financially with your mother. I mean, actually, literally. And it's it's awkward too because. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, I don't know what that. No, means. I mean, you know, you look after everybody, Sarah. You're a caretaker, and that's and that's that means that your family relationships are really probably not getting in the way of you and John. But John has to deal. We all. One thing we all have things to deal with with someone's family, with someone's partner. I mean, John's been really brave in Sarah's case because her family, Jesus Christ, they're a nightmare. So, yeah, it's been really hard for him. (laughs) But luckily, you know, his siblings are trash, which he's disowned. So, it's good you guys have that in common in a way. Oh, that's true. I thought you were talking about the family's always going to be something to deal with. Like her friends, that might be something he puts up with. Who knows? Yeah. So just try to find a way to deal with the family, and um, it's never going to be easy with the family. Yeah, I just think I think she's forcing this whole thing. It's just like a square peg in a round hole. Vinny, do you have a take on this? Because my yeah, I'm was- bummed for both of them because they're not going to have a clean look at. Uh, uh, if they're gonna, they have hurdles out of the gate, and they're not going to get better. Right. So I feel bad for them. I know that she's, you know. I get it. Tick, tick. And this guy's great and they love each other. But the best case scenario for any of you listening to this is you should and you should want to like the family. And I realize it's the mom that's causing this this problem. But that mom won't stop causing this problem. And there you'll be needing her help. And she's not going to be interested in helping you. So... I, and I don't and, babies, and learn, babies make it better, right? Yeah, don't the babies, babies do sometimes. Yeah, make babies it better. will fix it all. There, but there. listen, remember how Scott was saying the the more this guy pulled away, the harder he tried. That's gonna that's if you are gonna go through with this, and you're, this is gonna be your new in law family, you need to not suck up to the mother. You need to, you know what I mean? Like you'll just make her hate you more. I almost think you just be polite and. Do what it takes to satisfy the situation. Because if you if you bring in these bottles of expensive wine and doing all these things, like th- she just knows you're trying to buy her. Mm. So I really yeah, think that. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't I, know what to say I, about I that. I don't love really this situation. But she makes her son happy, though. Not good. No. Well, if she sees the kids, ha- her son's happy, maybe they'll make the mother happy too. Maybe. maybe she's worried about her son. And again, if they produce offspring. Little meatloafs. If little meatloafs pop out of her vag, <laughs> that'll help stuff a lot. It does. Bren, am I right? With Meat the meatloafs lo- yeah, meatloafs popping out of the vag always works. Yeah. Always works. I love to push a nice meatloaf out of my vag. That's, so that's you good... think that the mom will come around after the baby's born. Is that what you're getting at? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. think so, huh? And Bryn, yeah. what do you think about that theory? <laughs> I think it started off pretty fucked up from the get. I mean, just the, the boyfriend saying, oh, my mom's not going to like you. <laughs> it's all fucked up, dude. Right. I know. That's a terrible, like... You know, I probably would have kept that to myself and 
let my heart do what it wants. didn't think they'd end up, you know, considering marriage and kids. I mean, he probably said that without realizing that he'd end up, you know, long-terming her. I don't know. Mm. That's it sucks though. That's a terror. That's it's terrible, and it's bummer for the boy too because his mom's not into his his wife. Sucks. I feel bad for you guys. I I mean I would say you should not want to be somewhere where you're not welcome. But but if that's you love what this it guy takes to start and you your family, kid, right? Exactly. So you got to just decide that you're going to do that without sort of- approval. And if they get married and the relationship is, you know, legitimized legally, that tends to smooth out things, too. I mean, I think, you know, as time passes and this mother sees her son is in it for the long haul, she may relinquish, you know? Maybe. By Um, the way, you know what just hit me like a lightning strike? And I don't mean to bring this up while Scott's on. I've already obviously insulted him and wasn't really trying to. But but here's here's what I forgot. As opposed to the Thompson, you really do. Well, sometimes you and I are just back and forth, and we both are not kind to each other. But in this case, I I didn't. Anyway, let me just finish what My I wanted to Friday. say. I've My already said I'm Friday. sorry yeah, as much as I can be sorry for that. Do you remember when Jay Moore was in town? He made an appearance on our show. I know. And then the say. next day, a girl called in and said, "I fucked him last night while he was watching Jerry Maguire." Yeah, that was it. So yeah. she goes, this I went back. So I went to see his show because he because he was on yours. This is, by the way, absolute hearsay that we, you know, this is just something a listener told us. Right. Well, she came in, though. She do you remember this? We met her. So she comes know. in the next day and she says, I went to see his show last night because he was on your show. I went. I hung out and met him afterward. He took me back to his room. He put on Jerry Maguire in the hotel room, and we started watching it. Why are you loving that, Scott? I'm pinching my nipples right now as you're talking. I'm pinching both my nipples as you're talking. God, Why? Where's a piss drop when I need one? Oh, my God. Oh. Oh. Why, oh God. why is that hot? What's hot about that, Because I want to be ignored. I want him to smoke a cigar in a, in a lazy boy lounger watching a movie of himself while I blow him. That's, that's himself. Oh, that's just so great. <laughs> that's hot? I want to not even be there as far as he's concerned. As far as he's concerned, I'm not in the room. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> why is that great? I don't understand. Because, and you both get what you want. Uh, there's you no want to give him a blowjob. Oh, uh, yeah. I just want to be in return, anything. except Yeah, it. objectified. I want to be an object. I just want to be as important as the pillow or that, I don't know, that t shirt he has to sell his next show or a poster he just signed. That's all I want to be. <laughs> oh, so great. Oh. <laughs> I don't understand that. So, wait, yeah. let me ask you this yeah, then. Fantastic. I'm probably yeah. going to step in it once again, but have you ever put on Dr. Mom while someone Dr. you've just <laughs> met is sitting next to you? Dr. Doolittle, um, yeah, uh, have I brought it up? Hmm. No, when not no. brought it up. Mrs. Put Mrs. on Mrs. Doubtfire, Doubtfire Mrs. and Doubtfire, then sat yeah. there with someone you're about to bone. No, no. Um, <laughs> no, because the part I'm in is so short, you've got to wait forever, and by then your hard arms are diminished. Well, maybe no, you I'm can just the, put that on loop. And yeah, just, on loop. just a little section but over and over and over again. There's nothing sad about that at all. Make me a match. No, I. (laughs) This is why I failed at all that because I tried to use my humor and Mm. um, my my yeah 
to get people home, and that never, yeah, it yeah. never. It worked. Works. Don't lie about it. Uh, it listen, worked. speaking of, uh, you know, you working on people, you have a couple shows. Oh, I want to get a promotion in for those real people, quick. People, people who like comedy you are the funniest people. You had something I, like thirteen hundred people at your last show over at the clandestine brewery. It was insane. They were pounding on the doors trying to get in to not see it. We had. Um, yeah, we had a latecomer actually, Sarah, as you suggested we might, and we never do there, but we did. And it was it was number thirteen. He was the lucky, the lucky number. Oh, I misheard you. You you. I thought you said you thirteen hundred people came, no, but only thirteen. The, <laughs> I see. We had the lucky thirteen. Yeah, right. it was oh, worth doing. Oh, though. it was. Yeah, yeah. 13 well, let's get some oh. more people in for these shows. What do you got yeah. coming up? Well, my, my birthday's on Friday, and I'll be up in Santa Rosa at Three Disciples oh. for my birthday show. And then Saturday, I'm here at the Hearth with Bryn's son running the door, oh. uh, Derek. And um, he's fantastic with his iPad, barking orders to people, telling them where to sit. <laughs> he's very demanding. I really like it. Uh, and, yes, um, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. And um, yeah. And then uh, there'll be more, and maybe we can talk more about the, the New Year's Eve show I'm doing in Alameda. That'd oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, people can go to skakapuro.com or Eventbrite. They're all there. Search for Skakapuro and get the tickets to those shows. And come meet Derek's, Derek on, at the Hearth on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And maybe Bryn. I mean, Bryn will probably. Yeah, maybe. You're going to pop in? We'll, well see Are you going to give him drinks? I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, to be well, a requirement. I've got to figure Flam. out my hall pass at home first. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun, right? All right, well, I mean, thank, thank you for all does your... Does your wife like me, Bryn? Am I in with the wife? I think like my me. wife has ever met you, but uh, oh, I'm sure she'd like you. Like You're a very likable person. Good yeah, job, Scott. Okay, good job, Scott. Nice job. Really fun. Thanks, Vinny. Thanks for bringing up my failure. I appreciate it. I lovely to see you. Listen, <laughs> I'm sorry. So close to my I birthday. That, up. that was just, it was honestly, it did occur to me when Jay Moore was suggested. I thought, that's a guy who was huge. And I've looked up his IMDB while, while you know, trying to recover from having stepped yeah. in it the way I did. And he's stayed yeah. busy, but kind of quietly busy. So he's not gone away, but he's certainly not. Well, he's doing still touring. Like he's going to be at the punchline. And I, I guess I envy him because he can still play pretty much any club in the country and headline it whenever he wants, which is great. And I envy that he can do that, you know. So I, yeah. I always think of him in my mind as a successful comic, but I forget about the acting stuff. All right, Vinny, but magic th- words. Get him in there quick. All right, guys, time to go. The end.